Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focus. Today, we have a special guest in who is one of the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer's Faces of Hope. I like that face, Mr. Lance Edmiston. Welcome. Thank you. So, your story is kind of unique because a lot fewer guys than ladies get breast cancer. So, let's just kind of start at the beginning. Like, what happened? How did you find out? So in the beginning, I came across um, my nipple on my left side was very hard. It had gone to three times the size of my right one, Mm -hmm. and it was very hypersensitive. Just the nipple itself? Yes. So you didn't think anything else was happening? It was just like, okay, that's weird. Correct. What goes through a guy's head? Is like, did I get a bee sting or just bodies do weird things? Or what did you think? I had no idea, and I at first I brushed it off because I didn't. I had never heard of men getting breast cancer. Oh, so I had gone on and let it go and let it go, and then it finally got so bad, the pain was so bad that I actually had to go into the doctor and get it checked. So, how long did you let it go on before you you just couldn't handle it anymore? It was probably about fourteen to fifteen months. Oh man, because you had no idea that it might be something serious. Correct, and you just did finally because of the pain. Yep. So what happened when you went to the doctor? Um, my doctor was great. It was a new doctor because I'd been looking for a new primary care. I got into him. at It was 7 o'clock in the morning. He looked at it and said, I don't like that. He made arrangements for the same day for me to go for an ultrasound, a mammogram, and a biopsy. And I was finished all my appointments at 4 o'clock that afternoon. Wow. Did you know what he was looking for? Um, I didn't know. He didn't say anything at the time. Just so, let's check this out. Yep. And um, when I left the um, biopsy, which was about 4 o'clock that afternoon, they told me it would be three days that I would hear something. So I'm thinking this is a Thursday. It'd be, you know, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, it'd be Wednesday before I heard anything. Yeah. I got a call first thing Monday morning that they, he wanted to see me. Yeah. I went in. Um, his medical assistant or nurse didn't come get me. He came out in the lobby and got me. Now, at this point, three days later... What did you think? I didn't know what to think, but I knew if he wanted to see me, it was something. <laughs> yeah, okay. So he uh, comes in. He takes me to the room. He asked me, did anybody talk to you? I said, no. He goes, that's both good and bad. He goes, good that they listened to me. Mm-hmm. Bad that I have to be the one to tell you you've got breast cancer. He said, I don't know prognosis. I don't know numbers. I don't want to know. It's not my job to know. It's my job to find it and get you in the right hands. Oh, at that point, he had already made me an appointment with an oncologist and a surgeon. Mm-hmm. And how did that process go? From the time that I first seen him on that Thursday morning, um, going through everything and talking to everybody, uh, one day short of three weeks, I had my first surgery. You say first surgery? Um, yeah, I had um, a radical mastectomy on my left side, which is where the cancer was. Mm-hmm. And a radical mastectomy is the taking the the cancer out and I had two lymph nodes which was what makes it radical oh later that year I volunteered because of the numbers I volunteered to have the other side removed just because they couldn't give me actual numbers because males don't get enough of it whoa so what do you mean actual numbers of for survival rates or for cancer Uh, coming back or uh, well what the surgeon told me is it won't go contralateral because it'll be a different cancer if I get it on the other side okay I was considered high risk I was um and he told me that normally a normal person would be about 17 to 20% on the other side mm-hmm. to get it. Um, because I was considered high risk and they don't have enough male data, he estimated me to be about 
I said, I wanted it gone. So high risk, why? Uh, because of the type of cancer that it was, it was um, hormone driven. Mm-hmm. And um, so therefore it would just keep pushing and I would definitely potentially get it again, just to depend on how long. Right. How long is recovery time for a male? Is it kind of the same as for a woman? Do you know? Um, I don't know. I think it's I think it's different for each individual. I don't mm-hmm. think it's different per um, per male or male. female. Yes. Okay. So, what is your prognosis or diagnosis now? Where are you now? I have been in remission for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until later that year that the oncologist told me that I was in remission and had been since the surgery that the chemo and the radiation were all being proactive to make sure it hadn't gotten anywhere else in my body. Mm -hmm. Did you have to have like a lot of chemotherapy? I had four doses and they were every three weeks. Is that pretty typical as far as you know? I don't know. Um, I would say based on they got it all out during the surgery that it was probably just that amount was like the minimum because they originally told me four to six doses that I would get. Mm -hmm. Why are you determined to speak out? as one of the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer's Voices of Hope. Though it's important for everybody to know, um, I don't feel there's enough information about there about men. Mm-hmm. And um, I never knew that men got it. So I'm hoping that my story will get out to other men. And if they've got something, they catch it early enough. It may prevent them from get, having to go through chemo. It may prevent them from having to go through um, a lot of radiation it may prevent them from getting past a certain point. Yeah. Um, when I got in there, I was originally diagnosed with stage three. Once they did my surgery, they downgraded me to 2B, which was the first moment for me. Wow. So you're at, you go in and you're at stage three with breast cancer. So the main story that you want to get out is? I didn't know men got breast cancer. And had I known, I might have gotten this check sooner. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I might not have had to go through chemo. I might have had less radiation. Um, I might still have my two lymph nodes. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, there's just a lot of dominoes that are there that could have kept been kept upright had I known that this was a, an issue for men. And so that was five years ago, and you've been in remission for five years. Yes, ma'am. So what does life look like now moving forward? I find myself going out after a lot of my goals, a lot of my bucket list items, and I find myself living life more straightforward rather than putting something off. Really? Yes. Like what? Because life, well, my biggest bucket list item is um, I wanted to go learn to scuba dive, and I have. I want to go diving with great white sharks without a cage. And um, that has been my number one bucket list item. I actually had made contact with somebody in South Africa to do so, but COVID forced him over to the other side of the continent and wow. he no longer has that ability. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of ways for me to do so, and I'm still researching them. Uh, one of those is to um, be part of a research uh, group, and another is part of a documentary. And so I've got to find one that maybe I can go out for on their boat for two weeks, be a deckhand or something, just have the ability to dive with them. And that was just bucket list, like to do it, but I'm really not pursuing it yet. And now it's on the front burner. Yep. I have been scuba diving for a couple years now, and um, I'm about 75 dives in. What um, other changes have has I, this done in your life and in your world? I travel with my girlfriend a lot. Um, we go get things that we want and do. Um, when I want something, I just go out and get it. Um, it doesn't, it could be as something like I want, 
a taco and I'll just go grab it right then and there versus sitting around going, ah, maybe not today. <laughs> Does it make you appreciate your life more? Yes. And appreciate each day more and not count on, well, I can do that next year kind of thing? Absolutely. Putting things off, um, you know, we only live once. And I think by us only, you know, having that time that we have on earth, you know, if you put it off, then you may not ever get it and you may have the regrets on your last days. I had a friend who passed away from breast cancer, and I remember her birthday before she passed away later in the year. She had had like a cold or something, and and her birthday was coming up. And we said, well, do you want to just wait and celebrate your birthday on Saturday? She said, no, Wednesday's my birthday. We have to celebrate on my birthday. And she had that wisdom because she had had breast cancer before, and she knew you you celebrate it. Yeah. You celebrate it now. Yeah. You don't go, I'm taking it for granted that I'll have another day and we can do it again some other time. Are you like that? Now, like, do you celebrate birthdays in a big way? or? I still like to do them on weekends. That way I don't have to worry about going to work the next day. <laughs> um, but I might do it the weekend before versus the weekend after. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to tell other people and other men in particular that um, you've learned from your story? Whether it be men or women, um, women, um, I know it's very popularized to get yourself checked regularly. Please do so. For men, if you feel anything wrong, don't hold back. Even if you don't like going to doctors, go get checked because it could save your life. Guys are very stereotypically like that. And you said you were looking for another doctor. You needed a new doctor, general practitioner, when you went. So that means you probably didn't have one that you were going to regularly. Correct. Or he might have said, okay, hey, what's this? Yeah. My um my old boss, um, she's uh, pretty much a diva when it comes to doctors, and <laughs> I know she had found one and really liked. So I reached out to her and asked her for his name, and yeah. when she gave him to me, yeah. um, I went to see him. And he's actually made going to a doctor for me a whole lot better. Why? Um, I'm originally from California, and I um, out there when you go to the, the main hospital system out there, which is Kaiser, they always just wanted to give me a pill and send me on my way. They never did tests or anything, and it just so I didn't go. Yes, it's like if all you're going to give me is a pill, I don't want to bother going because the pill don't help me. Yeah, uh, what he did and sending me for tests immediately just really kind of changed that for me. And he's and he stays on me about my stuff. So like if well, I've got something high like my blood pressure, he makes sure, hey, are you watching this? Or if, um, like I had one of my, um, when he did my blood work, one of my vitamins were down. So he put me on vitamins and then had me come back in a few months to check it again. Yeah. He stays on me. And you need that. Yes. Not not just you, but a lot of people need that. Yes. And I've actually, um, and this is a big shout out to my girlfriend, but um, I've actually started eating a lot healthier. Um, and um, it, it just makes a huge difference in how you feel, too. If you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie, and this is Focus, and we're talking with Lance Edmiston. He's one of the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer's Faces of Hope. Now, talking about eating more healthfully, did he discuss the connection between obesity and breast cancer or Uh, cancers at all? He didn't, um, but I learned in a couple of the things that I was going through, there was a couple of support groups that I was part of, that they talked about sugars are a huge part of of cancers that they tend to enhance your chances of it and I used to do a lot of sugar yeah I have trimmed that back quite a bit um I would drink Mountain Dew all day long a lot of people yeah um now I may have one to two a week if that yeah 
Um, just I don't crave the sugar nearly as much over this last few years. Oh, because you cut down and your body's like, okay, I'm cool with that. Yes. Now we're okay with that. Do you exercise more? Do you do other things to help your health be better? Is it still just a process? I don't really exercise, but I do stuff out in the yard that makes the body work. Yeah. I also, during the summer, I'm typically out diving quite a bit, and that actually is a lot of work. A lot of people don't realize how much work that is, carrying that equipment. You know, it's real heavy on your body, yeah. and you got to walk to wherever you're going to get in the water, and then you're actually kicking your feet and turning and doing stuff in the water that takes a lot of energy. Yeah, so you basically got water aerobics happening with yeah. you. Do you have family still living? Do you have family around you? What did you tell your family? Like, first thing when you find out, what, what do you say to your family, to your kids? Well, my daughter was actually supposed to meet me at the doctor's and she overslept, but she was there when I got out and she was there to consult me or oh, console that's, me. That's when you broke down? Yes. And um, I told her when we were talking, she's like, let me call the boys, and which is my two sons and her, her boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Let me call them all. Let's go have lunch. And, um, and I told her, I looked at her, I said, I'm the only one allowed to cry right now. And I pointed at her. <laughs> and... Uh, she, um, so we went over to go over to lunch and, um, I seen she parked far away. So I walked over to her and I can see her eyes all puffy. And I said, what did I say? And she goes, that's why I parked over here. So I had a few extra minutes. Oh. <laughs> she was ready to be strong for you. Yes. She, um, came to, she came to help me several times. Um, one of the medications that, um, they give you, um, when they're giving you the chemo is mm-hmm. called, they, it was, they give some patients, they gave me, it was called Nulasta. Mm-hmm. And it's this contraption they put on your stomach and injects. And what it does is it pulls from your bone marrow to um, help build your white blood cell count back up. Wow. And um, I had a really bad reaction to it that it put me back in the emergency room in the hospital. Yeah. And she came to me in the middle of the night to help me get back home because they gave me medicine that was for pain that I couldn't drive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she came and got me, took me home, and then I ended up in the hospital. She came and got me and picked me up when I got put back in the hospital. And um, then uh, my youngest son, was he does um, a little bit of construction, or he was doing construction work, like road construction, and he was right around the corner from me. And um, my very first time that I had to do rewrap myself, I did it myself. And it took me 30 minutes. And I just, when I tried it the second time, I said, I can't do this. So I called him and he came real quick around the corner, wrapped me, and then went back to work. That's good. You, you raised good kids. Yeah. Do you know if it's more likely, because isn't breast cancer um, more likely to be in, like, if a mom has it, are the kids more likely to have it? Or if a dad has it, do you know if the kids are more likely to get it? That is correct. Um, I'm not worried about my kids in that aspect. My kids are all legally adopted. Okay. So I'm not worried about them getting that from me. From at you least. anyway. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, anything else that you feel is important to add that I've neglected to ask you? Because I don't know what you're exactly, what's in your head and what you're willing, wanting to talk about. No, I don't think there's anything more other than really just getting the word out and, and hoping that um, my voice gets out to somebody that helps save them. That's enough. That was Lance Edmiston. He is the Making Strides. He is one of the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer's Faces of Hope. Thank you for joining us, Lance. Thank you. And good luck in your future. We'll put some links with more information on our Focus Facebook page. We've just heard from Lance, one of the Faces of Hope for the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk. And now we have another gentleman who is making some big waves in fighting breast cancer and raising awareness of breast cancer, Rashed Fakhrudin. Thank you for joining us one more year. 
Thank you, Anna Marie. Always now, honored to be here. Now, Rochette is basically an ambassador for the American Cancer Society's Men Wear Pink campaign. I've never seen him not completely dressed in pink head to toe. I don't know if you have any colors in your wardrobe. <laughs> you look good in it. It does a, a good cause. So you also have created the annual fitness crawl to fight breast cancer. Yes. Now, tell people what that is, and it's really booming now. Yeah. Even more. So this is an opportunity to get uh, really create a support around survivors who go through the heart. I mean, the biggest hardship you can think of. Mm-hmm. And being a member, pink ambassador, and learning about you know, what women go, mostly women, few men mm-hmm. go through. It's like you get this empathy and you want to do something about it. And so what I created, the idea I had was to, uh, you know, create this fitness called a fight breast cancer and tie this around survivor support, but yet get people into the fitness studios to stay healthy and work out. And why is it important? Because the higher levels of physical activities are linked to lower risks of cancer and other diseases. So it's a win-win situation mm-hmm. for the fitness community show, to show their support and build a healthier and stronger community through this uh, through this fitness crawl. I think we've discussed this before that it wasn't until kind of recently that they brought um, weight and activity and stuff like that into breast cancer and other cancer risks. But now that we know we know there are some steps we can take to try and get healthier and try and cut our chances of developing cancers. Exactly. And so the fitness crawl, do we have to go like from from one studio to the next studio to no, the next studio? It, it's not a day crawl because now we have 33 studios. Oh. There's <laughs> not 33 hours in a day. So, <laughs> so uh, what are the studios offering and how do we get involved? So there are uh, 33 studios throughout the entire month of October, basically one a day to two a day. And go visit our new Instagram page called at fitcrawl2 with the number two, fight breast cancer. So at fitcrawl to fight breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And you'll find all the information there about the latest events coming up. There are at least like uh, 10 of eight, nine events a week. So it could be like Pilates. It could be a boot camp type workout. Oh, yeah. And didn't doesn't uh, one of our former employees taking part? Yeah, Quantum Fit Life. And uh, it's incredible. That studio, actually, all these studios are incredible. Yeah. And they're so supportive and caring. That's why we gravitate towards each other. But he's doing, it's called Defend the Tatas Women's Self-Defense Class. A self-defense class? Yes. And this is the first of its kind. And all this fourth year of doing the fitness crawl, it's been like, you know, Pilates, bar, yoga, cycling, dance fix, uh, you name it, boxing. Yeah. But now we got something very unique. I mean, they're all unique. but Yes. A self. women's self-defense class, and it's called Save the Tatas. It's so important, uh, and it's about promoting pink and healthy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a healthy lifestyle and protect. You know, protection is comes in all sorts of forms. Yes, and, and this is another form of protection besides you know protecting yourself from breast cancer. This is fantastic. I love hearing this. And so, thirty-three of them involved. And why are these people getting involved in these studios? Do they have personal reasons? Do they just know you, and you're like? You know, they're like, whatever Rashad's in on, I'm going to be in on. I can tell you they've got a big heart. I think every one of these studios, the owners, the managers, they care about community. And it's like you gravitate towards people. If that's what you feel, that's your passion. It just somehow you just gravitate towards that type of those types of folks. Mm -hmm. And some have stories and some have clients that have stories. 
And the more I've gotten involved with it, it's incredible that you find out about so many different people's stories. And a lot of these studios are offering free classes. Uh, when you sign up, that is your donation. Others, you sign up for free or show up, and then you donate. There's a QR code. And it's important. Donate any amount, $5, $10, a dollar, if that's all you can. Yeah. Because every dollar counts. We know now over the last 20 years, for the last two decades, the death rate has decreased significantly. I think it was like 42% or something Wow, high. It was a high number because of uh, the research and awareness. And it's so important to bring about the awareness for early detection. And so at each of these fitness events, uh, I'll say a few words, two to three minutes. Okay. Uh, just to bring about the awareness and people will listen, the attendees. And we encourage everyone to wear pink. Pink, I mean, it's very symbolic. It's, I mean, it's, it reflects, it represents breast cancer awareness. But I think it says even more in the terms of the survivors who are going through it. Mm-hmm. They see pink and they see, okay, there is support. There are people who care. There are people who have this compassion. Look deeper into the meanings when we wore the pink. I think mm-hmm. then that might inspire us. Hey, we got to wear pink. That's right. That makes sense. It's yes. like a flag. We're waving the right. flag and you say, ah, oh, there's some of my tribe. Yeah. Exactly. This is some of my community. They know kind of what is happening and what, right. what I'm going through. Yes. Um, and I can support them as well. Yes. Now, what is this about if people cannot go to the fitness crawl, they can wear pink and get registered for some prizes? You've got some great prizes, like door prizes? Oh, yeah. We got so many door prizes. It's just if you donate at least, uh, if you attend three classes, mm-hmm. three events, donate a minimum of $20. Yep. Uh, your name will get put in for all these social door prizes, including from the Titans, Hani Mukhtar, and uh, these studios that are just uh, wellness studios. And you can see the flyer that's all on our Instagram page. But then we have another unique award. This is whether you attend uh, any of these events or you can't attend it. We want you to follow our new Instagram page, uh, at Fitcrawl to Fight Breast Cancer with the number two, and tag yourself and be as pink as you can, and you'll get an award through the, our inspiration through Barbie and Ken. <laughs> the Ken and Barbie Inspiration Award. And so... So you're eligible to win a prize. Yeah, but you, you got to follow the Instagram page mm-hmm. and tag yourself in as pink, as much pink as possible, and then we can repost it. Oh, put on as much pink as you possibly can. And, and you'll get a prize <laughs> if, if you win. At fit, yeah, if you win at yes. fitcrawl two, the number two at fitcrawl two fight breast cancer is the Instagram uh, tag that you're going to want to put when you post your picture of you in everything pink, and then they'll share it on their page, and you're eligible for the prize. And you said something from the Titans. What can I win from the Titans? Oh yeah, Jeffrey Simmons signed football. Then Hani Mukhtar, the MVP from the uh, Nashville Soccer Club, has mm-hmm. signed merchandise. Oh boy! So we got some big heavy hitters. People are going to go crazy over that. That are supportive of this cause. Yes, exactly. So that sounds like a lot of fun to raise money for the American Cancer Society's Making Strides Against Breast Cancer. Definitely. It's a lot of fun. You'll enjoy meeting new people. You'll meet uh, folks with uh, stories that are actual survivors. And yeah. that's what I've learned over these. Uh, got to meet a lot of great people. What the fitness community provides, it's not just physical health. It's also social and emotional health which is so important. That was, I started this during COVID and I saw a lot of people were scared to go to gyms and were shutting down. And that's also was part of the inspiration behind starting this is what, because I work out every day and I had open heart surgery. And for me, 
I have to work out. And if I was to abstain from it, it will lead to something disastrous. Yeah. And the fact you need people, the community is so important. And during COVID, people were afraid. And then there was emotional stress. You know, this is something that fitness community provides. And it is a safe, safe space. I feel very mm-hmm. space uh, safe. Uh, in spite of the times during COVID, uh, they had regulations. It was the safest place to be. Mm-hmm. Amidst all this fun, we have to still keep our focus that, you know, what is the, what is the mission? And one in eight women being diagnosed with breast cancer, that's a huge number. We were freaked out with COVID, rightfully so. Look right. at this. These numbers, uh, they're not much different. Mm-hmm. And uh, we should be alarmed, but we have to do something about it. In addition to women being diagnosed, with, what is it, about a quarter million a year, mm-hmm. every year get diagnosed, about 40,000 die from it. Men, I think about 8,000 men a year or so get uh, diagnosed with breast cancer. So as men we, are, as we just heard from Lance, mm-hmm. and uh, a survivor, a courageous survivor. So, you know, we just have to spread that message and know that there's a mission, there's a purpose behind what we're doing. It's fun for us to get together. It builds community, uh, but we can't stop. Until we don't have any more guys coming in and go, I didn't know guys could get breast cancer. Exactly. We got to keep spreading the word. Yes. Any final thing you'd like to say that we've neglected to talk about right quickly, Rashad? Well, Anna Marie, you're you're like uh, we say the goat of radio, just like uh, <laughs> just like Michael Jordan of basketball, <laughs> Nick Saban of football, and it's an honor that y'all are one of our title sponsors. And would you please tell people what a goat means because that could be like goat is greatest of all time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was not an insult. I'm just telling you. Uh, okay, so once again, the new Instagram account is Fit Crawl. The number two fight breast cancer at Fit Crawl to fight breast cancer. And if you wear all your pink and you tag uh, at Fit Crawl to Fight Breast Cancer and follow yes. them, that's when you get eligible for some prizes. And go to these studios, check them out. They'll be at that Instagram page as well. So you can see who's offering the specials and get involved in what you want to get involved in. Rochette, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Anna Marie. We'll put all that information on our Focus Facebook page. Make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus. <laughs>